106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Got a really fun episode for you today. Probably not going to be a really long one, but I am going to be breaking down my top 10 best and worst movies of 2021. And these are just my opinions. I'm not saying that these are the correct answers or num- or rankings or whatever of these movies. And everybody should feel the same way. It's just how I felt, but... Yeah, I'm um, not going to be reviewing anything in this episode that will be for the next episode, uh, most likely. If not in the next episode, uh, then in the episode after that. Got something planned, and I don't quite know when I'm going to post my reviews, because I definitely have a few. i got to review uh, The Kingsman. I also have to review the Matrix series, including the newest movie, uh, Sing 2, Tick, Tick, Boom, I think is another one if I can get to it. But yeah, um, there is some movies that I didn't get a chance to see this, or last year, I guess, now. Um, one of them I wasn't able to see because it wasn't available near me. Actually, it was available in a theater. Um, I think it would be about a half hour drive. I just wasn't willing to do that. I've been working a lot lately, so also I'm not trying to waste gas going all the way out there, especially just with my schedule and all that. Got a lot of other things I'm trying to do. And I'm a very busy person. I have a lot of thing a lot of things planned for this month specifically for the podcast, so uh, that movie, by the way, was Licorice Pizza. I don't know if I said that before. That's one I was really looking forward to checking out, but it wasn't at my local theater. And like I said, I could have went to go see it at a different theater, but um, one of the main reasons is I have a subscription at my local theater where for about 20 bucks a month, I can see nine movies altogether, so three movies a week, no matter what format could be 3D, IMAX, anything like that. So that's how I see the amount of movies I do uh, in the theaters. Fun fact, I don't know if I've ever said that on the podcast. I think I might have at least once, but saying it again. Um, also, just a little bit of an update here. I have all of my podcast episodes available on YouTube. If you head over to my Instagram or my Facebook page, there should be a link over to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers over on that channel um, so I can make a custom URL and then I can have something easy to say like youtube.com slash popculturepodcast. Um, But right now it's just a really random uh, 
assortment of letters and numbers, so that simply will not do for me. So yeah, head over to my Instagram or my Facebook and look for the link to my YouTube page. Uh, I don't post on there a whole lot, or at least I haven't been for the longest time, but I put all my episodes up that I didn't have up there. I think I was up to like 60-something, and this is the 91st episode, so um, definitely going to start editing these videos and putting in them putting them on YouTube more often. And this year, one of my big goals is to try to have more guests on too and do more uh, video form podcasts. So look out for that in the coming months, possibly coming weeks or week. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. On top of that, I am working quite a bit. So it's hard for me to see all the movies I want to see. Um, just yesterday, I went to go see Sing 2, which I really enjoyed. And I'm definitely going to be reviewing uh, pretty soon here. Most likely. Or maybe I'll just skip the review for it. I don't know. Depends on <laughs> what I have going on. There's there's a lot going on for the podcast right now. So I'm trying to like kind of balance it out and prioritize some things over other things so we'll see what happens but uh enough rambling we have some movies to rank here well give you the top 10 list so starting off with i'm wondering if i should start with the worst and then do the best i'm gonna start with the worst um and i'm gonna list off the Top 10 from 10 to 1, 1 being the worst, and I'm also going to give some dishonorable mentions afterwards. I'm not going to spend too long on each um, each film here in the list. Sorry, I'm trying to get something to drink here. My mouth's getting a little dry. That'll probably happen a couple times there. But starting off at 10, I have... Marvel's Eternals. Overall, I really wanted to like this film, but this was a big flop for me when it comes to Marvel movies. Um, I've seen it twice, I believe. Yeah, it's gonna be on Disney Plus pretty soon here, I believe, and I'll probably watch it another time there, but very disappointed by this film. I thought it could have been better. Uh, visually, it was stunning. The cinematography and the special effects and the CGI and all that kind of stuff I thought was really really the best part of the film and there were some actors in there I thought were really great but at the end of the day it was just a really disappointing Marvel film and I don't know definitely one of their worst since maybe like Thor the Dark World um I didn't think Captain Marvel was the worst so I don't know, but definitely a disappointing movie. I think it could have been a lot better, but just wasn't feeling it with this one. Uh, at number nine, I have Halloween Kills. Another huge disappointment for me because I love Michael Myers. I love the Halloween franchise. Um, but overall, it I think with this film, 
And if you haven't seen it, I'm going to kind of spoil it a little bit. But you have the whole town going after Michael. Michael's just going on a killing spree. And it loses some of the uh, suspense of the other Halloween movies. Where you know Michael's coming. You don't know when he is. And when he shows up, it's it's scary. And with this, it's just like Michael is everywhere. He's on a killing spree. Where isn't Michael right now? Um, but yeah. Then you have this whole subplot of this mob mentality going after the wrong guy. The guy obviously not being having the same build of Michael Myers whatsoever. He more has the build of... Danny DeVito as the penguin, <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> that was kind of funny, um, props, props to myself there, but yeah, it, this whole mob goes after this guy, and it's just like, can't you tell this is obviously not Michael Myers, and then earlier at the bar, you see, I mean, it's blurred out, you don't really get to see it, but the, the characters get to see it on TV, the news report about him, uh, Michael Myers and the other patient the mob goes after. And it's just like, you know what Michael Myers looks like. Everybody here should know that this is not Michael Myers. I don't know. I'm rambling about that. But yeah, Halloween Kills comes at number nine. So at number eight, I have Don't Breathe 2. I really don't like the first Don't Breathe movie. With this one, it was a slight improvement. But at the same time, there were just... Maybe not a lot of tropes, but they were trying to make this this blind guy somewhat of an anti-hero. Or I think as the filmmakers describe him, an anti-villain. And honestly, either way, you just have this little girl in this, this situation of having like these kind of meth head slash, I don't know, criminal gang kind of thing. That this girl somehow gets affiliated with. And then she thinks that this blind guy is her dad. And either way, she's in a terrible situation. So, um, you don't really get to root for any of the characters except for her. And even then it's just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, there were a lot of moments where I just kind of laughed out loud at just how silly some of this shit was. And, um... And just some of the character decisions, especially with the girl. It's just like, yo, get away from this guy. Like, get away from both of them. These people are fucking terrible. But, overall, it's not the worst film. Because that definitely goes to number one later on. But, I am going to pause for a moment to clear my throat and all that. So, don't want you guys to hear that. I will be back with number seven. Coming in at number seven is The Tomorrow War. I believe it's an Amazon Prime original film. Uh, it stars Chris Pratt. You also have, I believe, J.K. Simmons. Actually, let me look up the cast real quick. So there's a few pretty good people there. The Tomorrow There we go. Um... Betty Gilpin, that was the other person in there that I really liked because she was in The Hunt. Really enjoyed that movie. 
Let me see here. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a forgettable sci-fi action flick. Uh, the idea of time travel is pretty cool, but aside from that, I, I, I find this movie pretty forgettable and just... I mean, it's entertaining somewhat, but kind of drags on, and I, I was just never into it when I watched it. Um, can't really give much of an explanation other than that. I just didn't really care for it. But, yeah, that is my number seven pick. Um, Number six, we have the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I really did not like the first Hitman's Bodyguard. And I did not like this movie either. I will say I kind of liked it a little bit better. Um, because I was able, able to actually watch it in one sitting. <laughs> Mainly because I was in the, the uh, theater. But yeah. Didn't enjoy this film. But I will say it is better than the first one. Uh, coming in at number five. I have Mainstream. Andrew Garfield. Uh, who else is in here? Bear with me, people. Andrew Garfield, Maya Hawk, and Nat Wolf. Uh, just from the trailers alone, I was really interested in this film. I love Andrew Garfield. I love all the movies he's been doing this year. Uh, I still need to review Tick, Tick, Boom. I've watched most of it. I just need to finish it and review it. But I will say I've been obsessed with the music from that, especially 3090. I blast that on my way to work and on my way home. <laughs> I love that song. But, yeah, for the most part, this movie was... It had a really fun concept, but also it felt a little outdated. It felt like it belonged in, like, the 2010s, in the, like, early YouTube era. Although, Andrew Garfield's character in the film does kind of embodied Jake Paul a little bit, and I don't know, it had a lot going for it, but by the time it tried to wrap things up, it just got messy and a little convoluted, so that's why I have to put it at number five. Um, really disappointed by this one, because from the cast alone... And just from seeing the trailers, it looked like something I would enjoy. And I was really hoping for, like... Because Andrew Garfield was good in it. But after a while, just the way his character was written, I didn't like the way it progressed. And, yeah, just didn't care for it. So, unfortunately, I have to put that at number five. At number four, a movie I am not upset at putting in this list whatsoever is Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, this is literally just a big commercial for Warner Brothers displaying all their their properties, The Matrix, Iron Giant, you know, um, Scooby-Doo, what else, uh, King Kong, what else did we see in there? Oh yeah, we even saw the uh, the little the, I don't know their names, but the goons from A Clockwork Orange. Which, if you've seen that film, which I haven't seen all of it, but I know just from the amount I've seen, it is not a kids movie. So for these characters to be in a PG 
Space Jam movie with the Looney Tunes. I'm just like, and they didn't have any speaking roles or anything to do, really. They were just in the background, but still, it's just like, Mommy, Daddy, who are those people? Oh, those people are rapists. Um, By the way, sorry, YouTube, for using the R word. Um, By the way, if you're listening on on, uh, YouTube, I'd love to hear your picks for your top ten favorites and your least favorite movies of uh, 2021. I'd definitely like to hear that. Or if you're not on YouTube, just head over to my uh, Instagram or Facebook. Hit me up. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your lists. But let me see here. At number three, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, I didn't expect this movie to be good, and it wasn't. This movie should have been rated R. And I don't know. I, who explained this best to me? I just heard somebody say this. I can't remember who it is, but they said... Basically, since Venom, the first one, um, and I'm already losing my train of thought here. Essentially, since Venom and Eddie agreed to be lethal protectors and at the end of the first film, you'd expect them to do that now. But since it's still PG-13, you can't really have them eating bad guys and stuff. So it's just like, come on now. So they just have them do the same shit where they're at odds. And then Venom goes to a rave, and that scene is just fucking awful. Uh, Carnage in here. Hate the the adaptation of Carnage in this film. Um, I'll leave you with this. This film should have been rated R. Just saying. Uh, number two, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. I do not know much about Raccoon... Uh, well, I don't know anything about Raccoon City. I don't know much about Resident Evil. I haven't played the games, haven't seen any of the movies. So this is like my first introduction into the Resident Evil franchise, the world. Um, And just from this film alone, I'm not impressed. I've heard that, you know, the games are really good. And I don't know how the other movies are, but this one was not good at all. I mean, it's not as bad as what number one is, but this movie could have been cool, and it just wasn't, it honestly seemed like a direct video, or like, what do you call them, direct to VOD, seems like one of those kinds of movies, even though it has a slightly higher budget, but yeah, not a good movie, that's for sure. And finally, coming in at number one, I have Thunder Force. This movie is so bad. Do I even have to explain? I'll explain a little bit, because it's been a while since I've talked about Thunder Force. But Thunder Force is just full of bad comedy. Melissa McCarthy, honestly, she's fine in some some movies. And for the most part, I just can't stand her humor. Um, and it's just like... I have nothing against female comedians, but the female Ghostbusters was so bad. She was in that, and her and Kristen Wiig and all the bridesmaids, they have the same kind of comedy that they kind of repeat over and over again. Um, I know that sounds mean, but it's true. At least to me, it is. So, yeah. 
Octavia Spencer, I think, is a really good actress, and I liked her in here. But just a lot of the comedy fell very flat. And, like, the visual gags with Jason Statham with crab arms and Melissa McCarthy buttering them up. It's just like, I know what you're trying to do here, and it's it's not working. So, yeah, Thunder Force comes in at my number one worst pick for 2021 films. And, uh, yeah, that's it for the worst films. Now I'm going to take a little break here and then we'll go on to the top 10 best films of 2021. Oh wait, but before that I forgot to list the dishonorable mentions. Just a few here. I have the little things. I didn't remember enough about it to put it on the list. Maybe that deserved a place on the list, but oh well. Uh, Cherry really did not like... I mean, it was the Russo brothers trying to it was their next thing after Endgame. And it's just like... Kind of disappointing. The characters are kind of shit. I mean, I know they're supposed to be. But at the same time... Like, they have to have some... And I know this probably isn't a word. But likability. <laughs> likability. I think that might be a word. I don't know. I'm an idiot. But... Yeah. Another film there. Chaos Walking, didn't think it was bad enough to put on the list, but it's it's not good. Voyagers, I almost put it on the list, but didn't remember enough about it. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, kind of a generic action movie, but didn't end up making the list. Uh, let me see here, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, that was a pretty bad one too. I didn't put this one on the list because I didn't finish it and I heard the last like bit of it was redeemable, possibly. But The Green Knight, I really did not like this movie. It's really boring and I left like with 10 minutes left. And I slightly regret it, but at the same time, I don't. Um, Let me see here. The Protégé, kind of another generic action movie, but not terrible. Nighthouse. Also, kind of generic horror movie, uh, but not terrible. And let me see here. House of Gucci, I didn't end up finishing, so I didn't put it on the list, just to be fair. And that is it. So yeah, I'm going to take a little break here, and then after that we will get into my top 10 favorite or best movies of 2021. So yeah, we'll be back in a sec. Alright, my top 10 favorite movies of 2021 starting off at number 10 i have willie's wonderland i have only seen this movie once but i need to rewatch it because nicholas cage fighting animatronic animals i'm here for it such an awesome movie if you haven't watched it go check it out not sure where you'll watch it i had to buy it but solid solid fucking movie not not like a great movie by any means but definitely enjoyable at number nine, I have Zack Snyder's Justice League, another movie I've only watched once, but I definitely need to watch it again. Definitely a great improvement upon the other Justice League movie that we got. Zack Snyder getting to fulfill his vision for Justice League, and I am here for it. Definitely enjoyed it, and I hope we get to see more from it in the future, but... 
you know, I have my doubts for sure. At number eight, I have Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I've never been the biggest Ghostbusters fan, but this movie made me very nostalgic. And, uh, spoiler alert, the old Ghostbusters come back and so amazing. Then you have kind of like a ghost, a uh, ghost or a spirit of Harold Ramis. And some might find that offensive, but honestly, for me, I found it very heartwarming, touching, and emotional. Really solid film. I love what they did for the franchise, and I can't wait to see what they do with it next, assuming they are going to continue with this story they're on with the kids, um, because I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, coming in at number seven, I have Pixar's Luca. That's Pixar, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's a visually stunning film. I love the animation style that they went with the, with this movie. Um, love the story. While it is simple at heart, um, it has some bold ideas and some really amazing characters, as well as some really amazing voice actors, for sure. Um, but yeah, really love that movie. At number six, another animated movie, we have Ron's Gone Wrong. A very surprising movie. Some This was a movie I wasn't expecting to like whatsoever. And I left thinking, oh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, it's surprisingly heartfelt, has a really great message about technology and friendship. And relying on technology to have friends and all that kind of stuff. While also having Ron voiced by Zach Galifianakis, who is essentially kind of kind of like Baymax in a way. Honestly, he feels like a, a kind of Baymax character in this film. And I'm here for it. It's not a blatant ripoff of Baymax whatsoever. It's just kind of in the spirit of it. A really solid film there. Uh, coming in at number five is Candyman. Um, really enjoyed this this, uh, not adaptation, but this somewhat soft reboot, I guess. It's more of a sequel, let's be honest. But, really solid film. I don't remember much about the original Candyman film, but I have watched it once, and I need to rewatch it, but really love the direction they took the character in this film, giving him some backstory. I also loved, I believe it's Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, that was in this film. Let me fact check that real quick. Yep. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Really love him and everything I've been seeing him in. Then you have Coleman Domingo. As well as Tiona Paris. Uh, from WandaVision. But. Yeah. Really solid film. A lot of body horror. And just really intense. I don't know. I, I really dug this movie, for sure. Definitely one of my favorites. Coming in at number four, I have The Suicide Squad. Uh, this movie I have seen quite a few times. Definitely an improvement upon Suicide Squad. I believe it was from 2016 or 2017, something like that. Um, loved all the characters in this film. I loved James... I almost said James Wan. James Gunn's um, directing style in this film. Definitely fits with the characters and... Just kind of the energy of the Suicide Squad. And I can't wait to see what he does next if he does continue with the Suicide Squad films or with DC in general. Um, also excited to see the next 
Guardians films, the Holiday Special and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But, um, yeah, really solid film here. Not everybody loved it, but definitely one of my favorites and definitely a huge standout for the year. Uh, top three here. Let's go, everybody. Um, excuse me. Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend, or Shang-Chi. Look at me. Uh, number three, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This movie I've rewatched quite a few times. And I love this direction that Marvel's going in. This was definitely a story that worked for me way more than Eternals. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi as a character I thought was really great. All the supporting characters I really enjoyed as well. And then Tony, Tony Leung, I believe is his name, uh, as... Uh, what are they, what's his name in the movie? I need to look it up. Shang-Chi. Uh, Wenwu. Uh, Tony Leung as Wenwu is definitely one of the best villains we've gotten in Marvel so far because you kind of understand where he's coming from. And that's... I think that's a really great attribute to have in a villain is to be able to see their side of things and somewhat empathize with them. But... Really solid film. Definitely one of my favorite Marvel movies in general. I'd say probably top five. But really love this film. Keeping up with the trend, at number two I have Spider-Man No Way Home. Another really great Marvel flick. And I'm sure a lot of people are surprised that this is not at my number one. And I'm kind of surprised as well. Um, not saying I don't love the movie though, because this is definitely one of my favorite and also my most anticipated movie of this year. Um, or not this year, but of 2021. Um, not going to get any spoilers because I'm sure there's still a lot of people out there who haven't seen it. Uh, if you want to hear spoilers, you can go listen to my review in the last episode. But love this movie. Love Spider-Man and all the villains coming back. Um, such a fun movie. And I've seen it four times already. Also got to go see it with my little brother and my mom. So, um, really good experience with them. Love going to see movies with people and share movies that I've seen with people and get their opinions and their reactions. That's another really fun thing about these Marvel movies. And this one in particular, being in the crowd opening night is one of the best experiences you can have with films like these. And that was definitely the case with Spider-Man No Way Home. Coming in at number one, my favorite movie of 2021. Can you guess what it is? It's In the Heights. I've watched this movie more times than I can count. I've listened to the soundtrack more times than I can count. Um, I'm a huge fan of musicals. If you don't know that, you know it now. But I say that quite a bit on the podcast. Um... Yeah, every time I watch it, in the scenes where I'm supposed to cry, I cry. In the scenes where I'm supposed to sing and get up and dance, I sing, but I don't get up and dance because I'm not weird. But <laughs> love the casting here, love the music, and um, yeah, this has been my favorite movie of the year ever since I saw it. And I keep forgetting I'm in 2021. It was my favorite movie of 2021. <laughs> um, ever since I saw it back in June 
Yeah, I think it came out on June 11th. And ever since I watched it, I was like, this is my favorite movie of the year. Although Spider-Man's still coming, so I don't know. But no, In the Heights ended up being my favorite movie of 2021. Who knew? Um, Yeah, so there's my top 10 list for my favorite movies of 2021. The best movies, in my opinion. Um, And then also my worst or my least favorite movies of 2021. Um, Again, if you're listening on YouTube, definitely comment down below your top 10 picks for the best movies of 2021 and the worst movies of 2021. If you're just listening on Spotify or something like that, go over to my Instagram or Facebook page, both at Pop Culture Podcast, and uh, shoot me a message. Give me your list. I would love to see it. But yeah, that's it for this episode. Um, Stay tuned for the next couple episodes because I've got a lot of stuff planned and I have a lot of surprises coming. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I will see you in the next one. And I almost forgot I need to mention my uh, honorable mentions actually for the best movies of 2021. Uh, Just to list off a few, Our Friend, uh, one of the first movies I watched in 2021, Really emotional movie and really hit me on a personal level, but love that movie. Definitely go check that out. Uh, Together to Together, um, really good film as well. Fatherhood with Kevin Hart really almost made the list. That was a really good movie. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, Here Today with Billy Crystal and, uh, what's her name? Shit. Fuck. I can't remember her name, but I gotta keep going. Uh, the Sparks Brothers, really great documentary directed by Edgar Wright. Um, also, Last Night in Soho, uh, really good one as well. That almost made it. Stillwater, Fear Street, Part 2, 1978. Uh, Don't Look Up also almost made the list. Finding You was kind of a guilty pleasure there. Um, and let me see. And then Together, not Together Together, not to be confused with Together Together. There were two movies with similar titles this year. There was Together Together with, uh, with um, shit, what's his name? Ed Helms, and then there was Together with James McAvoy. Don't get confused. <laughs> but both of them were pretty good movies. Uh, and then Nine Days was a kind of indie flick that I really liked as well. So there you go. Almost forgot to do that, but there you go. Enjoy.